flying clothesline, a two by four to the face. Then she hits you with a turnbuckle splash. Wrestle Club Podcast. Wissakisa. It's her and her friends. And they talk about wrestling. Every kind of wrestling. Welcome to the Wrestle Club UK podcast. My name is Sakisa, and this week I'm joined by my wonderful wrestling buddy, Richard Wright. Yeah, with everybody saying Richard Wright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know this is how we're starting the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my god, I've got now because Richard's not been on the podcast for a few weeks, but <laughs> I didn't realize you now like taking up what Mark's doing. I'm like, all the bloody boys, <laughs> got all the boys now with their fucking catchphrases that they're doing on this yeah. podcast. How have you been though? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, having a good time. There's was so much wrestling going on. Um, we're going to kick off the show with Pop and Heat, which is obviously ups and downs uh, individually of our weeks. Do you want to kick it off? Uh, yeah, ups and downs. Uh, let's start with one that's maybe not off the beat Impact. They're, they're a great company, but we're going to talk about Impact Farm Resolution. Yeah. There was a tag match between Motor City Machine Guns against Zack Sabre Jr. and Josh Alexander. Mm-hmm. A near 30-minute just masterpiece of tag team wrestling incredible like four just four of the best wrestlers in the world having a great tag match no not a lot of story not a lot of like heat drama to it just just an excellent wrestling match you should know people who are listening that richard is a massive fan of tag team wrestling <laughs> like he oh, loves tag, it. Oh, good tag team Look, did they did they have tag ropes obviously tag ropes tag ropes oh, okay well, gotta have a tag rope it's a pet peeve of mine, people. <laughs> um, I've, I've been at indie shows and I've just been like, it's not been a legal tag all night. Yeah, yeah. What is this nonsense? Richard is known as to be the nicest man in comedy and I've only seen him getting pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> when people are not grabbing the tag ropes. <laughs> so, so such a basic. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah another, another highlight is another... <laughs> Wait to play the gimmick. It's another tag match. <laughs> uh, it's another tag team match from a show that genuinely. Now I will say, I, I confess, I am I am quite. I think I'm quite a lazy wrestling fan these days. Yeah. I struggle to watch the week to week. I don't watch AEW at all really anymore, which is shocking. Uh, just because I'm like, yeah, you know what? I get it. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Your thing is, you have good matches. Everyone kind of has good matches nowadays. I don't need to watch everything. Um, but there's a little show on the WWE Network that people, I guarantee, I guarantee nobody watches it. NXT Level Up. NXT Level Up is a 30 to 40 minute bite-sized snack of a weekly television show. Two matches, 30 to 40 minutes, or you can sit and you, you can go get home, watch that as you're having your tea. It's lovely. There was a tag team match. Uh, between Charlie Dempsey and Drew Gulak against Idris Anofe and oh, I want to say Malachi Blaze, but I'll need to look that name up. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, and it's where you see like it's basically NXT's B show. So it's where like the ones that are coming up, the ones that are developing before they're like ready to be full in NXT. Things are becoming like they're just 
started to come out of the developmental center or they're doing the breakout tournaments and stuff, they have matches against people from the main NXT roster. So Brooks Jensen had a match on the show against a, a new guy, right? He's in the breakout tournament. And so they have these matches against developmental guys. And it's it's a fun half hour. It's very basic wrestling. I'm quite shocked. I'm not going to lie because I thought NXT was the B show. No, NXT I- is a <laughs> brand. Um, <laughs> NXT is developmental, but NXT has this half an hour show at NXT level up. I see that on YouTube. Like, I see it pop up on your YouTube on the WWE yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube page. And I've just been like, I understand what this is. They need to, like, yeah, wrestle, give, give time. Give to, time. To, to coming up, yeah. Yeah, but do I, need to, do I need to watch it? Do I need to watch it? Well, along with everything else that watch it. <laughs> I enjoy watching it. <laughs> I, that's why I'm weird. It's, I think like 40 minutes. It's, it's the time link. It's perfect. Oh, lovely. It's like I used to watch when Power came back. You know, NW Power came back. Yeah. That was an hour. Lovely. Give me that. Do you know what I mean? Hour-long show is lovely. Well, my, I, I'm going to give my first up this week to yeah. um, the Continental Classic. Cool. Okay. Obviously, Richard has admitted, like the rest of the boys, he does not watch AEW. And that's fine. We will try and convert you into AEW. Um, it's not to say that the boys don't watch um, or aware of what's going on, because obviously they are all wrestling fans. It's just that, as we've already mentioned on this podcast, there's so much wrestling, mm-hmm. so much wrestling. Um, but this week, um, we've obviously evolved in the Continental Classic. Right. You may have heard um, we've had three eliminations. Uh, Daniel Garcia has gone. Uh, we've also lost uh, Mark Briscoe, and we've also lost Jay Lethal. They all had zero points. No point. No point. If you were, <laughs> if you were <laughs> doing the Eurovision Song Contest, no point on it. Um, and Eddie Kingston just about saved himself by earning himself three points against Claudio. Uh, still at the top is John Moxley, Swerve Strickland, Andrade. <laughs> And Brody King, who is my pick to win. I think he could win it. Um, But this week coming up is going to be an exciting one. Something weird happened with Brian Danielson this week. And um, I do hope he's generally okay. I don't know if they were selling it or what as a fake injury. But I just think he obviously had this eye injury anyway. Um, And it did seem like it was quite concerning about what happened at the end of it. But this week, coming up, by the time this podcast airs, the match would have happened, but it's John Moxley versus Swerve Strickland. And I'm going to tell you to watch the match. I'm going to watch that. Watch the match. It's going to be a banging match. I think think it's going to be an interesting clash of energies because they're they're both really quite desperate to win this. And I can see... Um, it's it's going to be a clash of mm. uh, clash, but also this week we had WWE NXT Deadline, which is their yes. last pay per view yes. of the year. There was some. I tell you what, I really enjoyed that. I watched. <laughs> yeah, I obviously I watched it as well. But I there's two things I really enjoyed. One is this Iron Iron Survivor is a banging gimmick. It's a banging gimmick. So good. It's so good. You know what? I remember watching it last year, and I was like, oh, it's all right. This year, I was like, actually, this is a bagging gimmick. Yeah, yeah. The women's Iron Survivor match was incredible. I thought it was better than the men's. Oh, that's controversial. I thought it was better than the I'm men's. I'm going to disagree. Okay. Um, I am going to disagree. I Obviously, if you haven't seen it, watch it Um, before we give you some spoilers. If yeah. you spoil, 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 spoil. But Blair Davenport won the women's 
But Lash, for me... Looked a star. Fucking star. Fucking star. They made her look really good. Yeah. And I like that she um, wrestles... She wrestled differently to everyone else in that match. Yeah. You know, there's a kind of presence that's kind of like power. You didn't see that a lot. Obviously, there's people on the main roster who have that kind of style, but in NXT, not as much at the moment. I feel like the ending where she came, where she came <laughs> out, she came out and ran around, bled down before yeah. got out of there. When I someone was that. in the ring, literally. Oh, of course, someone was in. The someone ring. was in the ring, ready to get pinned, and I was like, "That makes no sense." <laughs> Main, I literally was like, "This is so NXT." <laughs> I like, I like that she went after. I think logical. I'm going to go to Blair Danforth. Blair Danforth's one is ahead of me, and she's well, focused that, on that. That made no sense. You just want to get a pin to I get know, a point. I know. So in that moment, it made I, no I, sense. I'm going to put it down to one. You can blame on time the character, slight inexperience. Yeah. And also, you can say like, um, in the panic in the last few seconds of that match, you just go, you just go, and you go, and maybe you don't notice. Yeah. I, I thought the rest of the match was structured better than the men's. Yeah. I understand Ooh. why, but I didn't quite like the sort of like the trick ending. The like picking up all those falls so quickly. Well, obviously It made him look I think he could have come out of that match feeling a little When Bron turned up it felt a little fluky that he won that. Well when Breaker turned up, yeah. he obviously came in and was like pin, pin, pin. Yeah, yeah. So I can understand why they kind of, and I think it's kind of more believable at the end when everyone's like kind of exhausted. Yeah, but also I do like the fact like they've they've used the momentum of this. Yeah, whoop that trick. Whoop that uh, trick. Tri- whoop that <laughs> trick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They've used the momentum, and I do see an interesting. I, you know what? Six months ago, I wouldn't have believed he was getting pushed. No, I thought he was like definitely done for when Carmelo moved up to the main roster. Yeah. But I think he's obviously good. Although he is involved, they are both involved in my uh, biggest disappointment of the week. Oh yeah, which we'll come to. But uh, NXT Deadline was was really good. Show. I really enjoyed. It. I thought the Carmelo Hayes versus Lexus King match was excellent. I didn't like the ending, as in what happened at the end. Oh what? As in Lexus King going like, yeah, thanks to the. It wasn't me. <laughs> it makes sense for Lexus King's character. That kind of like. Unhinged, loose cannon, Brian Pillman esque kind of like, yeah. I've used you to get this thing. Although, coming to my de- disappointment of the week is you've done that, right? You set up the fact it's not it's not Lexus King, right? Yeah. Everyone and their dog can see that it's going to be Carmelo Hayes. Mm. Carmelo Hayes is the one that attacked him. That's who it's going to be, well, right? Have you seen? You I'm, haven't seen this I've, week. I've seen clips from this week. He's come out and he said that it's that's a. But then he got injured. Like, <laughs> Look at your face. You're, are you thinking? It's Sh- Shawn Michaels is very good at booking things Shawn Michaels remembers happening. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> the whole fake attack in the car yeah. park thing, right? And him coming out and doing the least convincing promo I've ever heard where he says it's Ilya Dragunov. Yeah. And it just made me go like, no, no, it's not. No, we're not dragging this out more. It's Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes attack trick. And I like the final shot of the pay-per-view where Trick's in the thingy-bee and Carmella Hayes appears behind him and Carmella Hayes looks crazy in that back shot, yeah. right? And think, this is great. We've set the scene that he is mad that Trick is getting this shot. I think it, well, also this week because Shawn Michaels have announced in light of what's happened with the um, SmackDown US Championship Tournament that it was meant to be Carmella Hayes in it. In it. 
which I thought was a good call up. Yeah. I think that's the the like you call one of them. It's either going to be him or Breaker. Yeah. Um. Or Breaker will be the main year after Bro off the main guy. I reckon. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Okay. But um, with this whole trick storyline, is it that they're just trying to conclude it and then get him to go full time? Maybe. And then leave trick behind. Maybe. But um, make, let them feud for a bit and then leave it behind. But I do think it overall, I do. I'm intrigued to see where this is going. Um, I do like the fact that Trick has now got the momentum to keep it going. He's great, and he looked. You know what I'm saying? He, he looks good. good in the match. But it was just like like Bron Breaker spared him through the barrier, and there's stuff like he took some big hits yeah. in that match. I quite like, like the dynamic of the men's match compared to the women's. I thought. The rivalries, the energy between everyone, I thought was quite good. I did also really enjoy the fact that the opening match was Dom. Dom versus Dragon Lee. Yeah, was, I really enjoyed that. I don't know if I enjoyed the ending. Um, I felt, again, it was very NXT. <laughs> very much kind of like, I know. But we have got a new champion. No more Dom Dom. No more Dom Dom. Um, I hope because I'm hoping WrestleMania. Yeah. If Ray is fit. Run back Dominic and Ray. Oh yeah, it should do. Mask versus whatever mask versus career or something. Yeah. And I hope I I Dominic deserves a win. The way he has improved. Yeah. Because when he first was tagging with his dad, I was like, he's crap. He looks like a little lost boy out there. Yeah. Not anymore, man. No. He is. He is. And I think he needed to go out on his own. So good. He needed to go out on his own. Like yeah, okay. He's not as slick in the ring as Dragon Lee, but he's a character. He's way ahead of Dragon Lee. He needs to do it. Right. Do you have another down? Another down. Um, because if not, we're going to talk about the fact that how coming into this week, it smacked down the return of our tribal chief. Yes. With Randy Orton. He's got some, he's got some beef <laughs> that he needs to sort out. Yeah. So obviously we've now got the dynamic of SmackDown. We've had two major returns um, in the last few weeks. Obviously one of them is Randy Orton, which is now he's signed to SmackDown. Yeah. I'm going to do this SmackDown because we know how WWE likes to like yeah. move people around. Yeah, we can do everyone. You would ever want to. So that's obviously him versus Roman Reigns, which I've predicted and probably most people have said is going to happen at Royal Rumble. Probably the match of the Rumble, yeah. Yeah. But then we obviously have the probably the most biggest shock in the last few weeks is the return of CM Punk on and he's now signed to Raw yeah. with Rollins coming out with that intense, awkward segment was great. The stare, let's not lie to ourselves, the stare was a bit real. Yeah, but real stare. But the promo was great. Yeah, the promo was great. I did, I, I enjoyed the promo on SmackDown just because of him referring to. Um, Seth Rollins and his wife. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> I literally was like, oh shit. <laughs> You're not even a man in your own family. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> accurate. How do you feel about the fact that how potentially Punk come back? Mm -hmm. He's obviously announced that he wants to headline WrestleMania. Yes. That's his intention. Oh, yeah. Now, obviously, this time last year, we had. Cody Rhodes, who was like, I'm headlining WrestleMania. Yeah. And obviously everyone was like, I'm going to win. Yeah. He did not win. Is this going to happen again where CM Punk's return? Because last week, Ibs was not very happy with the idea of CM Punk coming back straight away, getting that main event and winning. I think it'd be Punk Rollins. Yeah. 
on night one for the World Heavyweight Championship. Which is a shame because the last few times it has been a women. It, that's that's the thing. It's really it's it shouldn't really be real. It should it should be real, should be real. But I think it will be. Um, there's there's a part of me. There's a little thing in the back of my brain. It goes like, what if when he wins a rumble, he walks out on Raw, and Seth comes out and says like, hey Dre, I'll see you at Mania, and Punk goes, no, I said I was gonna main event. WrestleMania. That is night two. That is going on last. I go on last, and you are not the main event of WrestleMania. The main event is Roman Reigns. So, quite frankly, I don't need that, and I don't need you. And he just goes to SmackDown and takes on Reigns. And I hope it isn't. But I can see him being like, no, because the whole thing was he was offered in the past to wrestle Triple H. Yeah. And he said, no, that's not, you can say what you want, that's not the main event, the main event goes on last. Yeah. And if he wants to main event WrestleMania, does he, it's main event in Wrestle Night 1, is that going to be enough for him? Maybe because obviously we are fully aware that obviously WrestleMania has changed over the last yeah, couple of years, since, especially since the pandemic, there is two nights because obviously they've realised, number one, they've got too many people on their roster, yeah, they number two, they, need, they can use the money, yeah, they can yeah. make the money. Also, <laughs> They realize it's seven hour WrestleMania is too, too, much. Much. too much. Too much. <laughs> too much. So yeah, but I think it'll be my my worry for Cody yeah. is not CM Punk. Oh. My worry for Cody is that um after WrestleMania, it's only about a hundred days or so, I think, before Roman would pass the record of Hulk Hogan. Now are WWE going to get that close? And walk away from being able to not have to mention Hulk Hogan in the longest reigning champions list again. That's an interesting. I honestly would not be shocked. Rowan's walks out of WrestleMania champion still. But that means that means Cody's been screwed over twice. Because to be honest, Cody has worked. Cody's great. Cody's, Cody's worked most matches this year. Like the majority of matches that have been worked, he's in the top three. Yeah. It's, I think it's him, it's Dominic, and it's, I think it's Seth. Probably. In the top three. And that's crazy. Mm -hmm. I personally don't really like the fact that he wins all the time. I kind of like, can we just see you having a low moment for you to fight yourself back? I know you've had the injuries. I appreciate that. But I would have, like, it would just be nice if you could be like, Oh, you you've got some fight in you. You're gonna make this like you deserve to have that. Yeah. You know how like Kofi, we had Kofi Mania, mm -hmm. that kind of energy. Brian Danielson <laughs> do the similar thing yeah. where we all backed him because he was the underdog. I don't think Cody's the underdog. Uh he was <laughs> a year ago. Yeah. Like yeah, it's 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 definitely they do have a they do have a problem now because they didn't finish that story. Yeah, but um, Punk's now back. <laughs> Punk is back now, which you could not have predicted. No, you would never would have predicted that planned that in. So I don't know. It's it's um it's interesting. I don't know what's going to happen at Mania. I don't know who's going to win the Rumble. Yeah, that's exciting. I'll tell you what my problem at the moment is leading into WrestleMania is the women's division. This time last year, we talked about Bianca, Rhea, yeah. 
still Charlotte, still Becky, still Bailey, mm-hmm. still potentially Asuka. Mm-hmm. Those names are still the same names moving into 2024 WrestleMania. Yep. The problem is one of our champions is not in that list. Yeah, uh, Yeah. Yeah. I know what I'd like them to do. I don't think they will. I don't I would like them to just have Bianca win the rumble and go Again. Yeah. Do it again and just have a go. Rhea. That's the match I want. You know what? It's because I agree with you. It's the match I want to see, especially because we're owed that match from about a year and a yeah. half ago. Yeah. We are actually owed that match, and I would love to see it. I want to see that match. It's a WrestleMania-worthy match. It's a main event night one-worthy match. The problem is, is once Bianca leaves, especially now with Charlotte out, once Bianca leaves SmackDown, mm-hmm. what happens out the vision? Bailey's turning face. This is happening. We know your wife they're is gonna, turning they're face. Gonna, they're going to turn face. The match, the match I want at Mania, because this match doesn't even need a title. The match I want at Mania is damage control against Bailey, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks. I want damage control against a four horsewoman. That is a big enough match that you do not need a title on that match. That's a huge match. You know, that would be a match that I would want to see headline. That deserves to happen at Mania. And then what you do is you take a year. This is fantasy booking. You take a year and at WrestleMania 41, we get the four horsewomen in a four-way at WrestleMania because that match deserves to happen. I think you are in a better position if we're talking about fantasy booking for the latter to happen in about a year's time rather than next year. Well, you know what I mean, like a year yeah. and a half time. 2025, yes, that is the match that you will see. Yeah. Um, if great. everyone is in. But yeah, EO versus Bailey. Mm. I don't care. I get that. I think they could make you care. I think as soon as they turn on Bailey, which they will, um, then um, that'll be interesting. I think still think it'd be interesting because she's not been a baby face for a while. No. But um, also, and like I hope they don't, and I, it won't because it's Triple H. It's not Vince. It won't just go back no. to like it won't, the Bailey buddies won't come back. She'll be hugging again. Do you know, as much as I love that era, it's not. It's, it's done. Anymore. It's not who she is anymore. She's progressed past that. Yeah, but in regards to, let's say for example, your fancy booking doesn't happen, and Bianca doesn't win Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. My then question is because I can't see anyone at this moment. Who was a potential threat to Rhea? To Rhea. <sighs> Becky. That's the only one. That's the match, isn't it? That's, the, that's the, the match. match. Becky's the match. Th- Becky's and the it'll match. be great. It'll be great. But you can tell by your energy, you're like, I don't want it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, everyone, we're now going to move into the best talk show on the UK Wrestling Podcast Central, which is Clubhouse Chatter. And this week we are joined. She is a badass. She is an Irish ass kicker who has got multiple personalities in the ring and has traveled around the globe. And not only is that, she is featured in the top 100 females by Pro Wrestling Illustrated. 
She's also been a multiple champion. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone between, please welcome to the pod, Rhea O'Reilly! What up? Keith, I've never had such a long, fabulous introduction. Can you introduce me everywhere I go for time, please? <laughs> 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 How are you, my love? I'm good, thank you. Not too bad. It's coming up to Christmas, so it's all crazy, but good. Busy, busy, busy? Busy, busy, busy. That's like everyone's life, isn't it? But yeah, but yeah no, I'm good. I'm feeling good. Feeling well, thank you very much for joining us here at the club. <laughs> I I want to say I met you last year officially, but I feel like it's been longer. But we just, I was scared of you. Uh, yeah, yeah, we officially like engaged, engaged. Our, our friendship yeah. uh, last year. Yes. Um, <laughs> when um, Sophie Duker was part of the wrestling show in Edinburgh and was obviously facing you and I was the manager. Um yeah, I was just the manager. It, no, it was very cool, though. Oh, I was, it was, I was genuinely good. I, I the beekeeper. I was, yeah. Home, so I couldn't be there. I was part of the beehive. Nice. Part of the beehive. And uh, <laughs> Rio took the sign that we had, which, ha- which was BLM, Bees Live Matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And hit me over the head with it. Nice. And I was like, this bitch. <laughs> yeah, I don't, th- I don't think I'd actually planned or told you that I was going to do that. But in the moment, it just felt right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but that was when the first time we officially, I would say, engaged with each other. And then we've obviously worked together over some lovely wrestling shows. Yeah, absolutely. We've uh, we've worked together at a bunch of shows. And then randomly, I just seem to keep bumping into you. Uh, whether, <laughs> that is, whether that is on the streets of London or at a wrestling show being like, is that Sakisa? Yeah. It has to be Sakisa. And then I hear her shout one chant and I'm like, yep, that's her. I can go say hello. <laughs> yeah. The loud woman. I'm normally with these boys. <laughs> well, you just see me with a bunch of boys. We're watching wrestling. Yeah, that's, that's, what's, that's what's about to happen. Um, or I'm just having a massive orgy. Um, but you are originally from... Bu- <laughs> Which is right. Flip your neck. I get invited to the wrestling. Harsh. <laughs> Take he goes that not there, but it's fine. (laughs) I don't think I would invite you to. You're too nice. It's the nice ones you have to watch out for, though, and you should know that. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) But you obviously come from Belfast. Yes. Um, how long you been in London? Oh gosh, forever. I've been in London for nearly 15 years, so a long time. I moved over to England to go to university. And then went to Canada to do some wrestling training and then came back and found myself in London and I've never left. Because you started wrestling in 2010? Yes. You probably have those facts better than I do. But you yes, know what? I've done yes. my research. No, yeah. Yes, you have. <laughs> yes, you have. No, it was. It was 2010, May 2010. Yeah. And you obviously mentioned that you've gone around the globe, but you also mm. have been trained by the Knight family. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Like so, I I did a I did a little bit of training here in the UK uh, with a phenomenal uh, wrestler who used to be part of um, NWA in the UK, uh, Justin Richards, mm-hmm. and then I did some training with the Knight family, and I also uh, did a big part of my training in Canada with um, Lance Storm as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so I did a, like an intense training camp for three months, five days a week. Uh, I hated my life, but I loved it at the same time. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I did, I done that, and and but I think with wrestling as well, like you never stop learning. So like, I'm, you know, always go into like seminars and workshops and stuff with anyone that I'm a fan of because if you love their work in the ring, then you you can take something from everybody. So, 
that was like the, my base training, but then I keep learning from basically everyone I can steal time from. How did you find Lance Storm? Because I don't know how you feel, Richard, but when I used to watch Lance Storm, I was like, Lance Storm. I was like, he's technically a great wrestler, but also I was like, I wonder how boring he is in real life. So, let you in. I'm just not sure if he wants everyone to know, but he's bloody hilarious. Oh. Like, he's so funny. And uh, But I was so nervous. I remember like going there and he picked me up from the airport and I was like, that storm's picking me up from the airport. Oh my god! Like I didn't. I was like, like proper fangirling, but I knew I couldn't because I was like, no, I'm, I'm here to be a wrestler, so I have to be like, what up? Uh, but like, no, that didn't last long. Uh, let all the fangirl out, and then actually, you know, he's a really, really genuine, really amazing, caring person, and he's still in touch. Like I still speak to him and get advice from him even now like all this time later but he's also really funny and I do wish sometimes people saw more of that side of him yeah. because it, yeah he's brilliant <laughs> yeah I always just thought of him as like the American army guy that came from Canada because of his haircut <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Abs- no, absolutely. But then I suppose as well, if you look like back before then, especially like when he was an indie wrestler, like he was in a tag team with Chris Jericho. Like yeah. I don't think you can be boring and be around Chris Jericho. Uh, so um, they, I don't know, like they, he's, Come on. he's a lot, he's a lot more than his on screen persona. That's yeah. what I will say for sure. Um, Which is, yeah, he is very serious though when it comes to wrestling. <laughs> no, I, I, no, you you get that right. You get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You get it's quite technical because um obviously you've performed in quite a few wrestling shows. You've had Eve, um the British Wrestling Evolution, uh, the Fist Club, uh, obviously Godzilla, um LDN Wrestling as well. Oh my goodness, you're getting some throwbacks in there. Some of those are promotions I haven't worked for in <laughs> ten years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. Been a, been around you've been around the block. Been around the block. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying you've been yeah. around, the block. around the block. You've obviously wrestled quite a long time. Yeah. Do you still enjoy wrestling? I love wrestling. Wrestling is my first love, and it always will be. Like it, you know, and that means that you do go through difficult times, and sometimes you hate each other, but they're always your first love. Oh, does <laughs> you hate each other? Yeah. <laughs> I've enjoyed the gossip already. <laughs> Who do you want to name and shame? Can we do that now? <laughs> But you know, like that, you know, the the passion for it is there, and I think like I'm sure you sort of have a similar thing with like comedy, right? You love comedy; it's what you want to do. Some days you hate it, but you still love it. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Be honest. But um. Be honest. Come see my tour. <laughs> that's that's currently my mentality at the moment. I'm trying to sell tour tickets. Come see me on tour. Absolutely, <laughs> you should because I've seen you live and you're hilarious. Oh bless you. Uh, um, especially yeah. especially when um you take your dad with you and then you do loads of sex jokes. It's brilliant. Um, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Anyway, sorry. Back to rest. <laughs> Love your dad. <laughs> He's a good egg. He loves, he loves you too. So it's a uh, it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he can come to the audio. <laughs> You should get him to buy a ticket first, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> buy a ticket to the tour, oh, and yeah, then we'll yeah. see. Never buy a ticket. Never buy a ticket. Anyway, sorry, wrestling. So, obviously, we talk about the fact that you still enjoy it, but I've actually seen you get injured. Yeah. And I now can't watch you wrestle the same way again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's part of the... It's part of it. Like, you, wrestling is... It's full contact. It, you know, I always say, you know, it's we're trying to put on a stunt show every single time we perform, and that means like there are real risks, and we train to try and prevent those from happening. But accidents happen, and 
people get injured and it sucks uh, because suddenly this thing that you love and like this outlet for everything is just taken away from you. And that can, that can be really, really hard. And I think you do have these moments where you go, Ooh, don't want to do that again. And, but then you, you, when you think about it the first time, anyway, for me, first time I've ever stepped back in the ring after an injury, it's been like, God, I miss this so much. And so you just know straight away that you want to get back in. Do you not have the fear? There's always a little bit of fear, but I think like to be a wrestler, you kind of have to be a little bit fearless because like, you know what I mean? I'm not a wrestler. That's why I'm not a wrestler. It's like, even when we're not injured, uh, especially people who've been doing it for a long time, we're, we're sore a lot of the time. Do you know, you can't, it like, you know, as much as, you know, wrestling is a performance and stuff, it's still full contact. We're making full physical contact when we hit each other. Every time we land, like, again, we train to fall in a certain way, but it still hurts. You still ache, especially when you do it for a table, uh, which I have been known to do on several occasions. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. you, I do, I wake up every day after I wrestle, I wake up and I'm sore. So it just becomes part of, we're all, we're basically, we're all slightly sadistic. Um, we love just yeah. I get that from wrestlers. Yeah, um, <laughs> and um, self care is not really in our <laughs> in. Our <laughs> no, it is. I think like people are trying to take care of their bodies a lot more than they used to. But yeah, it's it is rough and it is it's really challenging. You put your body through so much to entertain people that you don't even know. Yeah. Do you feel like fans appreciate the work that you put in? I. I don't think, I think fans do appreciate what we do, but I don't think they have a full of understanding of like quite how much goes into it all the time because it's not just, you know, it, yeah, we're there and we perform in the ring, but like we're at that venue for six hours. Uh, we're training every single week, do wrestling training in the gym. We have to put time into like promos and like our gear, like our gear and our costumes. And like all of that just takes up so much time. And like it is, it's it's it is your whole life, and you know it. Like it's not a secret. I'm not breaking any boundaries. It doesn't pay that well. Yeah. And uh, unless you are in like one of the, if you're in WWE or AEW or Ring of Honor, great. But aside from that, it is very hard to make a living being a wrestler. Um, you know, I did um with Equity this year. I did a pay survey because there's no transparency around it as well. We don't talk about money, <laughs> you well, know. <laughs> well, we speak about that. I was going to talk about it later, but we might. Oh well, well I mean, no, no, we'll talk about it now. Sure, we'll talk, it's sure. fine. We'll talk about it now. I can re- I can reschedule. That's fine. <laughs> because I was saying to Richard before you came that how I just paid my Equity, um, and. The f- I uh, I never really read the magazine that game. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Who no. does that? And then I opened it up, and the first page that it was on was on the wrestling page, and it was about how much you get paid. And it's ridiculous. Richard, listen to this. Right, so this is the Wrestlers Network survey, and it's all about transparency in terms of like how much wrestlers get paid. Um, And this is all based on the people that they surveyed. Which they didn't actually mention how many people they So, did. So I can tell you. Cause okay. like, so basically, what was I've wanted to do this survey for ages. Yeah. And then with the support of equity, they were able to sort of help facilitate. However, I wanted to make sure we were getting people from all across the wrestling community. Yeah. So I slid into the DMs of wrestlers everywhere. 
I just like basically went on I went on a list of like promotions find promotions find like wrestlers that were tagged in their posts I was like yep. you might not know me but uh what up fill in my survey um so we got 179 uh people from across the country um which is actually That's yes really it's a lot That's yeah really it is actually a lot um of independent wrestlers and uh, and just the fact that they were all willing to do it, it was anonymous but yeah. so they were willing to do it and a lot of people were like I'm so glad someone's doing this because one, we're always told not to talk about money, but also I work with a lot of people coming into the industry yeah. and they're like, how much do you charge? And I was like, I mean, I started 13 years ago. I don't know what people charge when they come in now. And so yeah. this is how we got to here. But yeah, so 179 people. I was really, really happy. And I couldn't believe that we're going to put it in the magazine too. Big double page spread. Yeah, it was, was a double like, page spread. I was like, oh, yes. right. Yes. It's 56% of the survey get paid less than £50 per show. Mm-hmm. On average... People get paid £65 per show. The lowest that people have been paid is £15 per show. The highest is £500. 9% work full-time. I was bloody shocked when I read that um, because I don't do as much (laughs) as work as you lot do. Um, in terms of like my stand-up comedy we put work into our stand-up in terms of like we write jokes we improv we do like tours and stuff like that traveling but all of that is kind of we get covered sometimes um depending on what level you are obviously we get paid certain amount but for the work that you lot do being into this building for like five six hours having your costumes doing the wrestling training to potentially put yourself in danger mm. which is what i think is the most scariest thing for s- 50 quid yeah for 50 yeah i know it's it's shocking and i think that's that's the thing like um when you're trying to you know people will compare it to other things and i'm like but yeah like like stand-up comedy a lot of skill a lot of prep but it's very unlikely that you're going to break your neck during yeah. your performance. <laughs> Unless someone um, breaks my neck for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like, and I think that's it. And and also, you know, wrestling, it, I mean, I'm hoping I'm preaching to the converted and people watching this love wrestling or listening. But um, like, you know, it's the only, I think it's like the only thing like a performance where every time you go, you build your stage, you put it up, you know, you go out there, you tell a different story every single night. It's never the same twice. You also might have to improv and react to like what's happening and, and like if the ring breaks or someone gets hurt or, you know, and you're constantly doing that. And then at the end of the night, you take your stage back down and then you go to the next place and you do it all again the next night. And it's, yeah, all of that goes into it. And yeah, for very, very little money. And as you said, 9% are doing it full time. That means 91% of the wrestlers you see have another job on top of putting all this time in. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's wild. You were talking about Luke Jacobs earlier. And I'm one, because I, yeah. I think he's great as well. Oh, he's quickly become like the highlight on and every show I go to. Mm. The Luke Jacobs matches, it, he's incredible. He's like, I'm going like, okay, there's something about his matches. He's a star. He's going to go off somewhere, I reckon, pretty sure. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in New Japan. But imagine, but, like, him working oh, for, like, like 50, twi- yeah. 50 quid, yeah. 20 quid. The ma- and the matches he has oh, are yeah. insane. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Do you feel now that you've become, like, a advocate for, like, wrestlers' voices? I mean, 
I think like the, the like anything like this industry, like wrestling is the wild west. There is nothing that like regulates wrestling in any way. Yeah. And so it does become really challenging. And I, I don't want to like I'm an advocate for change, absolutely. Um I don't feel like I want to be the voice for wrestlers because there's so many different voices out there. But if I can help channel those voices mm-hmm. somewhere that something useful is gonna happen. Uh, th- that's really great and that's that's kind of why we've tried to do this wrestlers network and you know if there's any wrestlers watching message me on any social media platform anyone can get involved like equity are helping but you don't have to be an equity member so it's like um you know there's a, there's a lot of good stuff happening i think for me one of the most important things aside from like getting to perform and and, and like absolutely loving every moment of that is i want to leave wrestling in a better place than when i came into it and it has already changed so much over the last decade, but there's still loads of work to do. And I want to see if I can help some of that to happen. Yeah, because you talk about change. Obviously, primarily, I think about gender when we talk about re- wrestling in particular. Mm. Obviously, women's wrestling has evolved. We've now got like promotion in the UK. Eve is like, for me, a great platform to be able to showcase women's wrestling within the community. But there is still things that need to be done obviously to make things safer um to make more people known about women's wrestling to make them respect women's wrestling a little bit more but i feel like changes come changes coming um and but how do you feel about it at the moment how it's how it was i do think it it is you know like i said it's come on leaps and bounds when i started wrestling sometimes i would turn up and who you're wrestling oh it's my girlfriend like i've been in the ring with her once and i'll be like oh okay great and i'm gonna have a match with this person and it would be expected that we would just like do a cartwheel and then a little elbow i've never done a cartwheel in my life uh i cannot do a cartwheel disaster uh but um no so uh, like to have women who were actually like wrestling and doing all these moves like that is that was still quite new and when i came in and there were very few. I think there was about f- five quite active women wrestling in the country. Like when I went to training for the first time in the UK, there was one other woman uh, and then there were no women and no one was staying. And to see that evolve has been really wonderful. Like before the pandemic, we had Eve Academy, which was women's wrestling training. In the first session, we had 30 women turn up. I was like, 30 women at one. Like I was used to be one of one or one of two women and now there's 30 um you know it was opening doors and 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 making it more accessible is the thing because there's lots of women that like love wrestling and also want to watch wrestling Mm. but might not always feel comfortable it's it's, one of the things i liked i used to go to resistance gallery all the time yeah i miss it uh it was it was disgusting but it was a great venue oh, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was gross I've i had loved to get it changed yeah. that venue. oh yeah. god no yeah, yeah. it was a but one of the things i liked about eve shows there is it was a different vibe it was a different crowd you were attracting people that wouldn't normally necessarily go to wrestling it was a lot more women than you would normally see at a wrestling show it was like this is this is brilliant and the the vibe is because especially if you take people who have not seen wrestling before yeah and they get into it the reactions you get are always like fantastic and that's why I, I particularly like going to see Eve shows for that reason. Also because the wrestling was always top notch as well. But yeah. you're right. Yeah, it's like it's creating sort of a different demographic and who's watching wrestling. And I think, you know, there are other promotions out there that are trying to do those, those kinds of things. And like Fist Club is definitely one of them. You know, they're running quite small shows, but like they're selling them out. It's bringing a different sort of 
uh, profile of people to wrestling that absolutely love it. And after every show, we have people come up and been like, I've never seen wrestling before. This is amazing. And I think that's a thing. I sometimes think it gets like benchmarked into being like this one thing or or like yeah just like it's just wrestling and that's it but then you forget there's all kinds of wrestling like yeah. there's brawl and there's high flying there's comedy wrestling you know and there's some there is something for everybody and like i think that's what is helping more people come in but it's also helping with women because it used to just be that women's wrestling was the genre yeah but now women can be the brawlers the high flyers yeah. the comedy wrestlers uh, and it's not just the woman yeah exactly when i was lucky enough to perform at eve i got very ch- got changed very quickly upstairs uh, because i realized most of these people that i was getting changed with were i've seen in the ring and i admire them so much and i had so much respect and admiration for them and i was like okay this is too intimidating for me i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm leaving this because i respect you lot way too much but having having been surrounded by that embrace um was quite inspiring for me um, to the point where I was like, I should do wrestling. And then I changed my mind <laughs> um, very quickly. <laughs> but obviously, Fist Club is another amazing adventure because it's not just about women's wrestling. It's about queer wrestling mm-hmm. as well. Embracing. I, I've taken a couple of friends to Fist Club who absolutely love it because it is like cabaret versus wrestling. And you get to showcase a different side of you. Yeah. Obviously, I'm normally Onyx Fatal where I'm like act fish club and it's a great chance for me to just be like um onyx fatal but obviously you have a different personality sometimes when you wrestle absolutely uh, obviously brenda brenda, brenda uh, is one of them anyone <laughs> has not had the pleasure of being at fist club uh so as Sakisa said it was like this uh beautiful sort of idea that it would be uh, a really inclusive space like women's wrestling queer wrestling uh and just be really exciting and fun and uh, the performer I was going to work with wanted to do a sort of drag kind of character. And I thought, what would be really easy for them to to perform against? And so I decided to go kind of down, if anyone remembers, like the right to censor vibe. Right. So I was Brenda the professional. I was in a suit. I do not recommend wrestling in uh, nylon. It's awful. Um, but <laughs> I decided to do this character. And then I got to the venue and everyone was in like sparkles and colors. And I was like, oh, this is so rubbish. I was like, why did I do this character? It's so boring. And uh, but I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll do it on this show and then I'm going to do something else. And then I went out and I cut this promo about being Brenda the professional and how everyone was like having too much fun. And we had a blinder of a match. And by the end of it, like they were booing me screaming abuse at me and the heat it was just it was oh it was so amazing it was on fire and i just was like i have to be brenda forever unprofessional yeah (laughs) um so it's been really fun just doing something a little bit different there and uh and, and what's fun as well so like I've been able to do a few different things as well. I see you impersonate a video game. Yeah, so. that's what I was going to yeah. talk about. So in September, Fist Club did this mashup show with a wonderful, amazing cabaret night called Slay Station, which is all uh, like cabaret around video games, right? Oh, cool. So amazing. So it was like Slay Station versus Fist Club. And we got to be video game characters. And uh, so the brief was that we were going to all be fighting characters. Makes sense because it's wrestling. But I was like, 
Yeah, but can I be Ooh La La from Space Channel 5? And almost everyone was no like, way. away. Everyone, oh almost everyone was like, who is that? <laughs> and I was it like, insane. right? And I went, well, technically she fights to save the world through the medium of dance. dance. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I was like, can I do this? And they were like, yes. And it was so much fun because I got to be the biggest baby face ever. I got to make my first costume by myself. Oh, you made it! I made that by myself. That's probably why it fell apart a bit. But I was really proud of it. And I went out and I had the most fun being the biggest, superest baby face ever. Because uh, I'm always a villain. So it was nice to be a good guy. And just sort of flex this other muscle and just have so much fun with it. And, uh, and that's what I love about wrestling. Like... You can just be a different character and you could be a different, mm. like, but you, you bring out parts of your own personality sometimes or sometimes you just take on a whole other persona and it's really fun. I, mm. do, I do remember there's an e-show I went to where you were Debbie Sharp for the match. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, when I was in Bay Club, it was a, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. They It was like a, it was like a. Multiverse, multiverse, multiverse thing. kind yeah. of thing, alternate reality. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was in pink and yellow gear. Shut up. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It was wild. No way. Uh, one night only, if you weren't there, I don't even know if they filmed it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, like it's, and I think that's what's really fun about wrestling is you get to play. And I think as adults, like we, we lose that so much. And being able to play is like, it's so fun. Uh, and you know, it, it the thing is, right, whether people are cheering you or booing you, that energy coming towards you, like, just fuels you. Like, uh, you know, if you're meant to be cheered, it's wonderful. But if you're a villain and you're supposed to be getting booed, there's nothing better than hearing yeah. people throw hate at you. That's so. what they say. They say that how you know that you're onto a good thing if they react the way that you want you them want to, them to react. You want them to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to play. I don't know. Now I'm so every time someone comes on the stand podcast or talks about wrestling, I'm like, I want to play. Well, I mean, oh. I did. I was talking about how much I love playing, and that's why wrestling's great. So yeah. let's play. I want to play because <laughs> obviously you've now become like a sort of promoter, if you want to put it that way, with yeah. Galzilla. So I'm running my own shows, Galzilla. Yeah, very exciting. We've had two shows so far, and more to come in 2024. Good. Yeah, very exciting. And you also started to run some wrestling like um school well um classes yeah, so just we've just been doing some classes so uh, myself and nina samuels have been just trying to get together and create sort of spaces for uh for women for non-binary trainees and from trans trainees uh, just to give them a space where they feel comfortable uh to come and train and um, which has been really cool do you do it often or is it just uh, so they've been, we've been doing them about once a month, we're doing it ad hoc and stuff. I'm not sure like what we're, what schedule we're going to look at for 2024, but um, yeah, like we're always again trying to find spaces that people can come and train if yeah. if normal wrestling schools feel a bit intimidating. Mm. Yeah. Maybe one day I might turn up. Do it. I'll find you. Wrestle <laughs> Club Podcast. Well, we're now going to give you a 60-second challenge. Would you mind, Richard, to time me? Um, this is, let's see how many questions you can answer oh gosh. in 60 seconds. Okay. And Gamble's done this, um, and he was rubbish. <laughs> well, let's see if you can be. You ready? Right. I'm coming for your title, Ed. <laughs> Three, two, one. Which wrestling promotion would you want to wrestle for? Sendai Girls. Who would be your dream opponent? Madison Eagles. Would you rather win a match via pinfall or submission? Pinfall. 
Which actor would you like to play you in a movie? Brie Larson. Snog, marry, kill. Sasha Banks, Finn Balor or Charlotte Flair? Kill Charlotte Flair. Uh, snog, Sasha Banks and marry Finn Balor. One word to describe British wrestling. Beautiful. Who is the best female wrestler at the moment? Livy Grace. Strong, strong style wrestling or lucha style wrestling? Strong style. Who is sexier, Kane or the Boogeyman? Kane. Who's oh, but only only in wrestling, <laughs> not now that he's a politician. <laughs> oh, I was, I was like, what? Who's finishing movie would you want to steal? Uh, Randy Orton. The Big Dog or the Tribal Chief? Tribal Chief. Most underrated wrestler at the moment? Oh, uh, oh I don't know. Oh, my God. Uh, Time. Uh, That's so hard. Like, isn't that ridiculous? I'm like, there's there's so many great people You did so there. well, actually. It's, it's, I think it's one of the most difficult questions for wrestling. Underrated is most difficult. Do you know, I know, I know, like, this is, I know I've gone, like, we've out of the 60 seconds, but, like, there's, like, there's two people I want to see, like, in, in the independent scene, at least, like, really get out there next year. And, like, one of them is Livy Grace. Uh, wearing her t-shirt. Uh, no, uh, I just think, like, she's had a real, like, revival. Um, you know, she's really uplifted herself in her wrestling this year. And yeah. it's, it's the best work I've ever seen her do. And it's absolutely amazing. I want to see her everywhere next year. And um and then also um Riley the MB um wonderful uh, non-binary wrestler absolutely amazing I wrestled them at that Fist Club PlayStation show and uh, they were such a joy backstage they were such a joy to work with and I just want to see like they're really young they're new I want to see them everywhere like they're so cute <laughs> I love the f- I, what I really love about you is that you just seem to embrace everyone and yeah. you just support wrestling. And like the community, like it, because it does feel like, especially since I've like started being more involved in the wrestling over the last like few years, it feels like a proper community. And like, because I felt like the outsider, this where I just had just tried to tell some jokes. <laughs> and everyone was like, no. And every time I come to like Fist Club, even though I'm come to watch, everyone's just like, I asked you. And it's just really nice. This feels like a nice community. Yeah, I, I definitely think like, especially like post you know, for, for several reasons, but post-pandemic, we've all come together a lot more. One was that we did all get separated and that was hard because we're so used to seeing everybody every weekend and, like, we lost that. But obviously, like, we also had, like, our version of speaking out um, yeah. Yeah. during the pandemic and, and I think that made us all sort of think a little bit and, like, uh, you know, th- there were really good bonds before, but I think it's, like, evolved into, like, in a different way. And um, it is a community and I, I think, like, one of the big things is you can't be a good wrestler on your own. Like, you know, it takes two of you to have a good match. You need promoters to put on shows. You need fans to be at the shows. Like, it, it has to sort of be a community. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And, you know, I think anyone anyone that's worth their salt in wrestling wants everyone to do well and, and wants, you know, the business to thrive. So, yeah, it is. Uh, I like to think it is anyway. Yay. Yeah. So what's coming up for you in 2024? Who knows? Uh, that's a big mystery of a vortex of weeks away. Um, I don't know. Is it, uh, I don't know. Like, genuinely don't know. It's a ah. mystery. Definitely going to be doing some Galzilla shows. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming at Fist Club. Really excited that Eve has the multiverse rumble on the 5th of January. So yeah. straight into the new year. Um, so it's great because they have a, a bunch of matches and at the end it's like the super fun match where every wrestler gets to be any character they want and sometimes the promoter doesn't even know what we're doing so <laughs> <laughs> it's like surprise and it's just like a way again for us to play yeah. and be do something different and have a bit of fun so 
Um, yeah, that should be really fun. But, you know, who knows? It's a new year. I have to sit down and do my end of year review and figure out what's next. Lots of uh, checking out of the Wrestle Club podcast. That's what. Oh, thank you. I'm coming oh. to see Sakisa on tour. <laughs> Get your tickets. Get your tickets. <laughs> well, love a plug. <laughs> love a plug. Love a... Well, thank you so much. So thank you very much for joining us in our club. You're always yeah. a member for life. Keep it going for Rio Riley. I love her. I love her so much. Oh, I was um, very much trying not to to fanboy out. Hard. <laughs> Hard. Um, I have owned T-shirts. I did. I went just go. I went a few times to Sudbury to watch Eve. Um, yeah, no, she's an incredible wrestler. Oh, I love her so much. You know when you want to marry someone, I'll marry her. Her partner would not like that, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, okay? <laughs> right? Call, I don't call care. Shot. I'll call it. I'll call it. I what? Come for me. I will. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're going to go into our last segment of the day, which is sell or no sell, okay. which is where I give you some facts from the week of wrestling. All right. uh, whether they are facts is actually the idea. Okay. So interesting. Sell interesting. is truth. Okay. No cell yeah. is false. All right. Okay, ready? Okay. Okay. Hulk Hogan, your favorite person. No cell, no cell. <laughs> it's all a lie. Has named Seth Rollins Rome and Roman Reigns as people he would like to wrestle. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell because Hulk Hogan is such delusional man at this stage. I honestly think he believes if he got in the ring, he'd have a good match with them. Yeah. So I believe that's sell. That's true. Yeah. It's yeah, true. yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's sell. He also mentioned that he would like to re- reignite his um, feud with Randy Orton, and mentioned that LA Knight was a great wrestler. I mean, he's not wrong. LA Knight is a great yeah. wrestler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's. Uh, but stay away from Hogan, please. <laughs> Brock Lesnar's daughter plans to compete in the Olympics as a wrestler. Ooh. Now, there was something this week about Brock Lesnar's daughter doing something sporting, but I didn't think it was wrestling. I'm going to say no sell. You would be correct. Yeah. yeah. They are competing, or she is competing as a shot putter for Colorado State and is trying to compete in the Olympics. Olympics yeah. Okay. Rumors is that CM Punk's long term goal is to succeed Triple H. No sell. <laughs> you would be correct. Yeah. However, the correct version is that um, as per, as from Russell Pruis, they state their long-term goal is to take over from Shawn Michaels in NXT. In NXT, interesting. I liked their interaction and deadline. That was a little did you? Segment. I really did liked not it. Say it I was really. It, it, it had the it had the feel. It had the feel of like. Half planned improv, <laughs> you know, when you go see a stand up show <laughs> and like you go, like, You've thought this through, sort of, but not really. And I'm enjoying Oh, it's lovely, it's lovely. It wasn't quite great, but it, it was, it, it was yeah. awkward. Uh, <laughs> two more, yeah. Okay, Charvo Guerrero Jr., yeah, is to become a movie director. Now, this might, I know he did a lot of work on the Iron Claw and he trained the guys who did the wrestling. In there, like he trains that Afro and everything. Um, do you know what? I could see him directing a movie. 
Um, because to do what he's done through his career, putting together a movie, putting together moving parts in the scene, you can put together a wrestling match. You can probably put together the moving parts of a film and tell a story. I'm going to sell. I'm going to sell that. Not but Shawn Michaels against Hogan, but I'll sell that. You'll sell, you'll yeah, I'll sell that. You would be correct. Yeah. yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Um, he's obviously worked on Young Rock. Glow, and obviously you mentioned the Iron Claw, Iron which Claw. is out, was coming out soon yeah. in the UK. It's, um, they had their premiere in America. I'm actually quite looking forward to seeing that. The film looks it great. Looks, it looks actually quite good. And it's it's A24, which is like a mark of quality yeah. most of the time. But he has mentioned that he would like to direct some movies, and it has got Dave Bautista in mind, the starring in them. <laughs> yeah. that, of course, of course. Sorry, Dave? <laughs> Who else? Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Cena? No. Um, <laughs> last but not least... Um, WWE NXT Europe is no longer going ahead. Oh. Oh? Because obviously. Yeah, that's interesting. Because obviously that's been on hold for a while now. Been on hold for a while. Hold for a while. Wow. Yeah. More so than a while. There's a couple of wrestlers at home waiting for that call. <laughs> no, um. Any day now. No, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell this. I don't think it's happening now. Incorrect. Oh, is it moving forward? Apparently, from Shawn Michaels, he was promoting NXT Deadline this week during the promotion uh, talks. He said that how it will be going ahead. Obviously, they have been doing more pay per views or premium live events, if you want to call them, in Germany. We've got oh, Germany coming in. We're going Australia. Yeah, mate. Yeah. We're going around the world with these premium events. Well, it's sensible. So I do see where they're going with it. The well, let's go to every country, just pick yeah. up a couple of wrestlers yeah. on the way. Of course. The we want you. Yeah, because that was one of the rumors about Osprey. That one of the things WWE talked to Osprey about was potentially being the focal point and figurehead for NXT Europe. Yeah. That would have made a lot of sense. Mm. But you lost them, didn't you? Your business. Well, this has been an interesting um, week in wrestling, and we've had a wonderful chat with Rhea. Um, I do love her so much. I want to marry her. I keep saying that, but I do. Um, and she could probably train me to wrestle. Because you lot keep trying to get me to wrestle, and it's not going to happen. You should. <sighs> look, look. I did my School of Wrestling Knowledge course with Alex Shane, which is about the behind-the-scenes stuff. So I, I've done my little bit of training course. Um, I'm just practicing. I've never got anyone in the ring. But... Why not? You've got the showmanship and everything. You could, you could. It's just, it's just whether the physical part. But I think you'd wrestle. I think you could wrestle. Absolutely. Look at my face. You'd be, a, you'd be a star. I don't know what you're talking about. She's too old now. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. Look at DDP. Never too old. Um, what you got planned for this week? This week, um, more wrestling, more wrestling, but and particularly one show I'm definitely gonna buy and watch because uh, it's always a cracking night. It's ROH Final Battle. Yes. And the reason I'm gonna watch ROH Final Battle is for that main event because I am looking forward to Billy Starks getting the job done and beating Athena. You think so? Yes. Come on. Okay. She's great. Space Jesus. Yes, please. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, well, we'll I'm see. Watch that. I am gonna watch that. Um, it's gonna be an interesting week with SmackDown with our tribal chief coming back. Yeah, my husband's coming back. Love it. Uh, can't wait for him to return. And uh, obviously, Continental Championship in AEW. Let's see what happens with that. Yeah, watch 
John Moxley yeah. versus Swerve Strickland, especially just for the dance. <laughs> anyway, this has been the Wrestle Club UK podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Please like and subscribe and please tell your friends because we want you to be listening to us talk about wrestling every single week. Bye. A flying clothesline, a two by four to the face. Then she hits you with a turnbuckle splash. Wrestle Club Podcast. Whisakisa. It's her and her friends. And they talk about wrestling, every kind of wrestling.